Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. Featuring exclusive interviews, insider discussion, and breaking news from the world of wrestling. And now, your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360. Woo! We here. How do you like that new intro? Thank you, Maria. Taking a few moments to do a new voiceover for me. I like it. Yeah. I want to chop it up a little bit. Like, it's a little... I don't know. I guess I just don't like... Card is subject to change on this intro. Yeah. No, what I get, I get, like, all weird when people... Say your name Talk too many things. Say too many things about me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. I like it, though. It's very soothing and relaxing. Like, I'm ready to get into this podcast. Yeah. It was... I like it. It's a nice change. Yeah, I was getting so fucking tired of that other intro. The creepy one that you said it was yes, creepy? Mark Donica's fucking <laughs> Uncle Chester the Molester voice. Poor Mark. <laughs> I just got a text from Mark. He's down in Nor- uh, you know, Orlando, PC. Well, I don't know if he works at the PC every day, mm. uh, but I was watching the the Columbine from the Performance Center. Did anyone see any of that? The Combine, yes. The com- Combine. Columbine. We'll get there. Fucking bowling for Combine. <laughs> yeah. What I meant is I was watching the the, 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 combine, the Performance yeah. Center Combine. And, uh, and I saw Mark, you know, scurrying around, you know, in the, back, in the background there. I was like, oh, there's Donica. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so he, he, he hit me up. and just... So, yes, Mark, I will be down there next week, so I will see you there. <laughs> I can't return your reply. text, but I can tell you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's next-level texting right there. Yeah. You respond in a video. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, what would y'all, y'all do this weekend? Had a good time. I went yeah. to Texas, was down there for some work. It was really hot. Yeah. I don't want to go back work? to Texas anymore. No, it was something separate. Okay, never but mind. But I'm <laughs> done with Texas. It's too hot. Uh, yeah. Um, I celebrated a birthday Saturday, also two years of sobriety. Oh, really? I do that at the same... Yeah. I oh, s- did you get sober on your birthday? Yep. Did you really? I just wanted to keep them the same day. I never I, you know, I never knew that about you, Steve. Yeah. Steven? It's, Steve? It's, <laughs> it was two birthdays ago. For me, it was... Just to, like, let's change something else. Today's a milestone day. And then I decided, well, you're not going to drink for a year. And then that year was the best year of my life. Interesting. This is interesting to me. Okay. Because it was never, like, yeah. So did you have a problem? Or did you just say, eh, I think I'm going to just see how it goes not drinking? At the time, I was, oh, I'll I'll see how it goes not drinking. And then... The more I would, te- the more people would ask, like, "Did you have a problem?" And I'd be like, "No, absolutely, I don't have a problem." And then I would tell stories. I would tell stories of this one time I did this or this one time I do that. And yeah. then people who I really know, I tell them I stopped drinking, and they're immediately like, "That's great." And I'm like, yeah. "Oh God, did I? Wow. I? I never thought I had a problem. I just thought I was rearing the corner okay. of a vicious cycle." All right. So was your was your life completely out of control? No. All right, so yeah, that's yeah. It's it's not like this is one day at a time for you. Fair. You're not white knuckling it. No. Okay. All right. So, but congratulations. <laughs> yes, anyways. that's. I I feel it's taken me two years to feel like not a certain type of way from even saying the word sobriety or yeah. like because I know that that connotates a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, like I'm going through so much. Whereas for me, it was just. I'm going to make a change. See how those 12 months go versus the other 12 months. Because some people, you know, like two years later and still it is a struggle one day at a time. Sometimes not even that, like one minute at a time, right? Or Mm -hmm. one hour at a time. 
Yeah, so it's different for different people, yeah. you know? And, like, to blanket, you know, throw everyone in the same, you know, category. It's 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 just, yeah, yeah. it's I, different. I was trying to do a vlog about it when I first started, yeah. and that was the problem I was running into is that people who would watch the vlog and it would be like, this guy doesn't. Oh, you're, it's like, do you remember, um, oh, shit, the, the pot movie with David. Uh, uh, David Tell? No, not no. David. No, um, oh, um, you know, Chappelle uh, yes, and um, Harlan Williams. All ha- that. No, not Half-Baked. Um, I yeah, Half-Baked. Oh, was it Half-Baked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're in a meet, like, yeah. Chappelle shows up to the AA meeting or the NA meeting, and he's like, I'm addicted to marijuana. And, like, Bob Saget's in the background, marijuana? <laughs> Have you ever sucked dick for marijuana? <laughs> You know, like that. It's like toe, so, I think it was suck toes or something, and it was like whatever. that's kind of how I felt for the two years. But in the same sense of like, I'm making a change. Things are better. Did things you ever have, think to myself like, oh man, I need a beer right now, man. I'd suck some dick for a beer right now. Never, never the second one. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just find that so hilarious <laughs> in like a funny, sad way. <laughs> never, never the second one, but the first, the first one, and I, I think part of. What was helping me is every time I had the thought of like, ooh, I'm going to go home and have a drink and then be like, well, that's a problem. You should really deal with this in this moment and actually move forward yeah. more healthily. Sure. And then I've noticed in the last two years, there have been a lot more like right. sound off the emails from me okay. <laughs> with people who've, yeah, I've, I've gotten. All right. Well, congratulations yes, and you. happy birthday. Thank Steve. you. Yeah. Um, just piqued my curiosity on that's, that one. It's an interesting story. It'll always so be an is interesting it just, story. Okay, I don't yeah. need to spend too much time Please. on this, but I mean, is it just an alcohol thing? How about the pot? Are you a pot guy? I like, was never a pot guy. It so is, it, is that off limits to you now, too? It's not off limits to me. I just haven't. It's not something I've really messed with since high school. Okay. It, it was, and I'm, I am was always like, oh, it made me paranoid and weird and my yeah. heart races. And people say, like, oh, you need to find the, try this strain. And I'm like, yeah, or, try that or, strain, and, or that's yeah. just what your body does. Yeah, or you just, I'm not a pot guy. Yeah, I'm just not. Because <laughs> there's that, too, everyone. I'm not the marijuana type. I do know a lot of people that think, you know. Oh, oh it's for everyone. Yeah, I it's mean, the panacea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's the silver bullet, like the cure-all. And it does help a lot of things, and it help, helps me. But anyways, although, yeah. enough about all that. <laughs> I uh, went hiking. I went hiking this weekend. Where at? Um, it's a place. Uh, it's it's out. I uh, you know I'm in Pasadena, the like Eagle Rock area right mm-hmm. now, and uh, so it's a little past that. It's like twenty five minutes past that, and the Santa Anita Mountains. And there's a place, there's a Hermit Falls on one side, and it's down in this canyon. And then on the other side, it's a thing called Studevent Falls. And so it's this big hike down, deep down into the canyon. And it's like, you know, a mile and change to get down in there, and then a mile back up. And I got a backpack on. And Michael Klaus, who's an AfterBuzz guy, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, I'm not going to spend too much time telling you Michael Klaus is just... People around here know him, mm-hmm. and he he's like one of the you know one of the people helping run uh, after Buzz right now. So and good good guy. Uh, so he went with me. He's like twenty. Anyways, he's in his like <laughs> mid twenties, and you know, um, I think he may or may not have had a hard time keeping up with me. <laughs> At least I'm telling myself that. Uh, so yeah, it was. You hike down, and then like it was. I didn't fuck around on the way back up, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just walking back up. Like I was chugging the whole way, like you know, basically trying to run the whole way back up. And then we got back up, and then it's like, hey, you want to go down the other side? And I've never actually done both sides before, and it's ended up being like five, six mile hike. But not just, not just you know, a hike. It was. When you're going in and out of those canyons, that's I mean, that was a lot of work. My my legs were fucking killing me. Oh my god, my knees were screaming. First time ever. You know, um I kind of fell off a little bit on my on my uh on my eating habits. And so like I've introduced a little bit of I've been eating some pancakes lately, you guys. Did I tell you guys yeah, that? This came up, yeah. Yeah. Um and you know the gluten, and and anyways, like I've even a little bit of cheese back into my diet. I I just, but so I noticed my knees started screaming. 
Oof. Yeah, during this hike. And they, and they hurt. They don't hurt while I'm, like, chugging on the way up. It's like when you're walking downhill for people like me. And I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends that are a little older than me that would talk about, oh, yeah, no, it fucking kills, kills your knees when you're walking downhill. I couldn't relate to that as much mm-hmm. until this weekend. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. It's kind of like when you get your first gray hair but worse. You know, it's like, okay, I'm getting old. Or I just, I need to start eating better again. Because that's a, a big deal. Yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I notice it. I notice it, like the inflammation in the joints when I don't eat properly. Sugar, dairy, glute, you know, gluten. So, But you're that person that actually goes to the hike and does a hike. You're not oh, the one yeah. that just goes and takes selfies. No, I did took a, few self- <laughs> took a few selfies, too. Don't get me wrong, you know. Just to just to prove that it actually happened, but you earned the, earn the selfie. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a lot of work. Anyways, and yeah, we had a we had another of was fostering another pit bull, and uh, name was Chi-Chi, and she was only there for a day, hmm. or two days, and uh, it's so hard. Uh, f- it's so hard for me each time we get one and you know we get ready for somebody else I get attached and even after a couple of days like if if they can't stay like this this particular one um, she was so sweet a lot of energy though but um, oh my god I just sat and cried like a baby when mm. when when she left because you just get attached you know, and people can go, oh God, whatever. But hey, it's this is just me, you know. And I, I, I cry a lot for shit that that's worth crying over. <laughs> Fuck. So, are you fostering a series of dogs now? Is that what's happening yeah, here and there? You okay. know, whenever like they need, you know, they they need, they reach out and say, hey, can you take one right now? And you know, try to try to accommodate. And I'm sure you never say no, right? You're always like, sometimes, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> sometimes like, okay, now we're going to be out of town or, mm. you know. Sounds like and, a travel thing. It's- yeah, and then some of them some of them may or may not, you know, be okay with other dogs like like Lou. Mm. Like, and especially because Lou isn't okay with other dogs. So when the dog, you know, when, <laughs> when, um, when they try to like, you know, get friendly with her and she goes fucking ballistic on them and goes psycho they don't know how to act you know they don't know how to respond to that and a big old ass pit bull might just have enough of her and go alright shut the fuck up <laughs> does she get jealous ah uh, yeah how's yeah. that yeah she does so alright what else was I gonna say it just seems like I'm forgetting something I don't know what would the, the, fuck it. if I remember? I remember. All right. <laughs> Let's just talk about wanna, some shit. Want to get into the news? All right. Yeah, well, why not? I guess the main thing that we're going to talk about today for the news is somewhat sort of controversial. I've seen a lot of different fans and in wrestlers themselves mm-hmm. have different opinions about this. Yeah. But let's just go ahead and get into some of the facts. So, Bully Ray is being investigated by Ring of Honor after an alleged incident occurred at one of their past events. So, essentially, there is a, a fan who said that he was booing Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, and. Andy Leone during the show. He was, according to him, he was telling them, um, you know, basically that he was just booing them. This is like your trash, get lost, nobody wants you here, sort of thing. And this happened two times because they came out twice during the show. Yeah. And both during both the show, they had an uncomfortable, I guess you can say, interaction. Um, I'm going to repeat what he said now. So he said that. Velvet Sky lost her cool during the second time that she came out, challenged him to get into the ring. She said, and I quote, tells me to suck it, calls me a pussy, etc. She calls me a virgin. I remind her she has she has sex with that fat turd bully Ray. Call them the Tram Stamp Trio and segment. Again, this is a quote from what yes. he wrote on Twitter. Yeah. And he said that Mandy Leon spits on him and says that he never tries to make the show about him so that he's very shocked that all of this happened. Afterwards, um, they came out again. They had the same thing. This went back and forth. And then afterwards, he gets a tap on the shoulder by security yeah. and security escorts him out. And he thinks that this is in regards to Mandy spitting on him. They don't actually tell him like, hey, this is 
what's happening. This is why we're putting you, taking you to the back. So he gets to the back, and then afterwards, Bully Ray comes out, and according to him, he says, he basically tells him that, you know, to act like a fan, to be more respectful, etc., and then tells him to go back out there. So basically, that's what he said happens. And then Bully Ray said that, in the end... He wrote that the conversation essentially lasted only 30 seconds, that all he did, he wrote, and I quote, At the end of the day, I'm guilty of defending three women that needed a bit of defending, not by being a bully, but by being a man. Bully said that fans who attended the show also confirmed that this fan had crossed the line multiple times with both men and women. So now I guess you can say the argument is who's right, who's wrong. Is there a right and wrong in this sort of situation when you have something like this between a fan and a wrestler? Because on one hand, you have have athletes and wrestlers that are human beings. They're going out there. They're putting on a show. And then on the other hand, you also have a fan that pays a ticket to have a good time, etc. So, I don't know. What do you guys want to go into the, your thoughts on here? I So, the beginning of that, you said Velvet Sky just lost her cool? Yes. Yeah, so, it's okay. So there For was, nothing? She just well, lost, like, so she's been... He was telling her stuff. He was calling her, saying, like, you're trash, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it was probably a little more... Than your average, eh, you know, heckling of the of the heels. I'm just guessing, and it seems to be, you know, the claim of 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 Bubba, and it, supposedly some other people on social media confirmed that, but there's no. Like we haven't seen any of that, right? But I'm just going by what yeah, these yeah, right. two say, and and their stories kind of match up to me, like from from, don't they? Right, yep. well, they do because there was essentially two separate occasions. The first was it was a, the, the, a dark match, and then afterwards, Allure came out and they did the attack. So when they came out, he said I just that he mean was just the whole giving stuff, them heel heat. I mean, yeah. the actual confrontation, like the stories match up. Right. What, like, no, it's just one person feels, or what's the, what's the problem here? I think, uh, Why is this even that big of fucking news? Well, I, think, I'm not, I, I don't like get it. I think Ring of Honor is investigating Bully Ray based on all the tweets that we re- that this guy said, and Bully Ray had to come out and say, "I didn't think this was that big a deal either." Until I, this guy made hey, a whole look, thread, made himself have to look like a victim. Look, here's the, I and I've read on Twitter some people's response to Bully Ray to, to Baba I call him Baba on this, and like. I, maybe I'm missing something here, like in people that are like jumping his shit over his response. I, 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 um, yeah. Was it was it the best idea to have him brought in a room, in a private room where like you can, you know, things can be claimed, you know, like people, accusations can be made, and and it's only you two, you know, word, you know, like his word versus your word. Probably not the best idea, but. I'm just going by what the fan said himself. I don't see the big deal here. I think the big deal about in terms of the from the fans perspective yeah. is that he was left alone from what I understand in a room with a wrestler yeah. and essentially when he's the person with no authority and no one's telling yes. you what's happening and you're maybe getting a little bit scared. Yeah. Granted, this is not to say whether or not he deserved this. I'm not saying that, but the issue here was that he was left alone. Yeah. With somebody that what well, didn't have, I guess you can say, the authority yeah. to be in that room alone to tell him, like, hey, buddy, you got to be more respectful, etc. I think the fact that he was just left there alone with somebody who's so where's the harm? Not his job. So where's the harm? Somebody get their feelings hurt. Someone got scared a little bit. Okay. I okay. I get it. I get some people's like, but and then other fucking people deal. are mm-hmm. upset that. Some people are saying, oh, so what? You can't say anything now when you go to a wrestling event. I did see this comment. Somebody left it on Bully Ray's uh, uh, Twitter. He basically said, like, oh, so it's 2019, so all of a sudden now fans can't say anything bad. But then again, there is a certain There's line a that line. you cross. There cry. is a line. And um, and you'll know it. You'll know it's being crossed when you fucking hear it. Yeah. Well, you I know? felt it just reading this. Yes. I was embarrassed to read this because yeah. this is what was said. Yeah. But... This isn't something that you say to somebody either way, regardless. Like he brought up something that is separate from what's happening on the tele on the show, and something that is private. And you don't talk about stuff like that. That's private. Yeah. You you do the basic you booze, you suck, whatever. Yeah. But you don't say so other you can, stuff like this. Yeah, look, there's shit talking like heckling wrestlers, and 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 if you go step over the line, uh, 
I, I, you know, obviously, I don't know. I come from a different era, but I try to see things. You know, I try to look at things and. And I think I do a pretty good job compared yeah. to a lot of people from my generation when it comes to seeing things, you know, from you know everyone's point of view. And I just think this is really being blown completely out of proportion. And I, I have some friends that I that probably disagree with me, and I I don't know what to tell you. I I'm just not fucking seeing the the huge issue here. Also, we this this let's fan- make a let's. let's I got so I got an idea. Like let's fucking put Bubba's head in the guillotine and chop his fucking head off. I mean, what do we want? What do we want done here? What do we want done? ROH is fire gonna- him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just okay. I'm. How about an apology? Is that good enough? Shouldn't have put you in the room like and and, and scared you if you were scared. Sorry. Yeah. Also, we haven't yeah. we haven't heard a direct quote of what this fan said that warranted all. I'm going like, to take. I'm going yeah. to go out on a limb and say it was probably a little bit over the line because these ladies have, and and all of us like, especially them. They've been around a minute. Like those yeah. girls, I've known them for you know I don't know over ten years, and and they've heard some shit before. It's not like they're thin skinned and can't handle being, you know, fucked with out there, especially as heels and women and women in our industry and the shit they have to go through uh, behind the scenes, let alone the shit they have to listen to from fucking rude fucking fans. And I don't mean that like I'm not painting a broad brush with like on fans because I love all y'all, but there's some of it. It's it's over the line. Well, there's some fans that don't behave the way they should. And they're entitled and they. And they, I'm not making it around, I'm not making it about me, you know, but actually you probably are. Probably are. If you cross the line so much that they, while in the ring working, call you out, you, you probably I just, the, you probably I, cross I just think it's insane that this is a fucking news story. So yeah. now, Sean, what do you think? Because Ring of Honor is investigating this. They're, Nothing's going to come of this. You don't think that they no, have to do right by should. the fans because then do other right fans, because other fans could be upset about this. So they could be like, "Oh, so what if I do something bad that no. isn't really bad to, in their eyes?" No, I bet you, I, I'm pretty sure that this kind of thing's not going to happen again, right? I mean, do you think that like the well, the, uh, there's not that many people that go to shows and get. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's people that get rowdy, nothing but to them, but nothing like that, you know? It's bull. It's yeah, they're looking into it. There's nothing to, I mean, there's not much more to look into uh, from from what I can tell. And I just think it's ridiculous that this is even a big story. But I sat and just spent, I don't know, but 10 minutes was, talking about it, so what the but fuck? But obviously, you know, the girls were upset that this was happening to them. And yeah. so this was also happening to the, to the male talent. I don't know which ones, but this was said that it was also happening to the male talent. So now I'm wondering, instead, shouldn't the protocol just been, hey, let's have the security, just take them out, escort them out, just and that's it. the fuck out Man of show, here. out. Like, they yeah. didn't, you know, because now, yeah. you know, now obviously if it's, it's unfortunate. If it's that big a deal, if it's that big a deal, just kick them out. But yeah, because now it's unfortunate for Bully Ray to have to mm-hmm. be dealing with this and having to defend yeah. yourself, and nobody wants to be in a situation yeah. where they're having to defend and themselves. Bubba's not done himself any favors, like, in the past. Like, how he's, you know, like, there's been a few incidents with fans or whatnot, well, but that's... ECW Bubba. ECW Bubba, yeah, like, made his, made it, like, made his name on trying to cause a riot like this. Or whatever. Um, I'm not really... Yeah. All, I mean, I just know Bubba from when we were in, uh, you know... Yeah. WWE together, w, but before that, yeah. like, he would he would go out of his way to do. Okay, to, that was a different environment but, yeah. and different time, and we grow as people. And uh, you know, Bob is a big like, and he still comes off like a dick, right? Like on 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 TV, mm-hmm. and it's easy to, and he's a big old intimidating fucker. So, um, yeah, but still, I mean, where's the harm here? And and okay, hey, Bubba, don't do that again. Okay, I won't do that again. End of fucking story. So should the fan just not have said anything then? Just like, this happened, I got no, in trouble. No, he's welcome to say whatever he wants, I'm but done. he looks like a fucking crybaby jackass. <laughs> oh, poor me. <laughs> Fuck. Back, I mean, like, legit. If you got, if you ended up in the back when I was growing up, and when I, like, very well, like, there's a good chance you were 
gonna leave fucking bloody. I, I mean, it's it's not it's a different day and age. It's not. I mean, things are so different now. You know, um, so if, if was he probably trying to like you know intimidate him a little bit, scare him a little bit? Sure. Is it the worst thing in the world? Not at all. And some people might disagree with me. Actually, I know some people do. <laughs> well, no one you're, agrees on everything. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to weigh in on something and and come down on a certain you know side of something, there's usually going to be like half the people are going to disagree with you on it. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, not half on this thing. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Well, what we're going to go. <laughs> we'll go ahead and move on, and we'll talk I'm about. I'm not even going to talk about Jim Cornette, Joey Ryan, and all that. Like, I'm not. I'm not even. Uh, but I'm. I'm acknowledging it. Like that. <laughs> that's a thing. But no, thank you. I am not weighing in on that one. <laughs> There's a okay. We're moving on. Then NXT Takeover 25, which is people have been absolutely raving about this show, and yeah. I guess you can say there's plenty of reasons why they were raving That's about right. this show. So let's kind of go ahead and get into it. Um, there was a lot of good things that happened on the show, starting off with Matt Riddle defeating Roderick Strong. Ooh, what did you think about that wee. match? What'd you think about it, Denise? Okay, so this is the match that I didn't get to see, all right? I was late. I was coming from work. I started watching live because I didn't want to start watching from the beginning because I had FOMO. And I wanted to be a part of what people were talking about on Twitter at the moment. So I started watching a little late. But hey, it's okay. It's a toss-up. For me, that and the main event on which one was the match of the night. And I'm just giving a slight edge to the main event. Just because of the gra- the the magnitude of the match and the build up and you know and just and obviously just because it was just a masterpiece of of a pro wrestling match, but Matt but Matt and and, and Roddy they wow fuck I mean like I said if someone tells me I think that was the best match of the night I'm not going to argue with them I just you know um, just like. Just the way they started, the way the match built, like all the groundwork they did, all the mat wrestling, and just, oh, it was just such a thing of beauty. And in the different ways of using the ropes, in the different ways of, you know, hitting the ropes and just making things look different than everyone else. And I just, it was so good. (laughs) So good. Not to mention I'm a huge fan of both of those guys. So, I think both, yeah. I think this match was incredible. I think yeah, I it, it's, it's one of those things that makes it's it's one of those matches that I can go when somebody goes, "Who's your favorite wrestler right now?" I'm go this guy, and this is why. <laughs> Here's the link. Yes, <laughs> that, yeah. I think this was one of the this is a match I want to be kind of a turning point for NXT as a standalone brand because I think there's still a lot of sentiment when matches like this happen of like oh they should call this guy up they should call that guy up whereas me I'm like no, no. They, these two guys should be wherever they are to do matches like this yeah whether that's NXT whether they both come up together and keep doing this I don't c- keep doing that yeah yeah so yeah very very tough when that's the first match it's tough to go out and follow it but. You know, the, the, those guys in that. It was a triple... Four-way a ladder four-way match. Four-way ladder match. Yeah. Street yeah. Profits, Undisputed Era, yeah. Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, and the Forgotten Sons. And did anyone see, like, the Street Profits coming out on top? Did anyone, like, I predict didn't that? See, I didn't predict it, but when I went to the NXT Riverside show a few months ago, yeah. they were a highlight for me. When I saw yeah. them, I was like, man, they these guys, they're going to be something. But yes. I didn't predict them winning, though. And it was, I, it was such a feel-good moment, and, and I felt... I, cause I, I mean, just because I know, you know, interacting yeah. with them and, um, and that... And and because you know when somebody when when people are like really good people like and and you um, you can just tell like uh, and they're really good and they're really good and they're really talented and, and something like this happens makes me even that much happier for them I don't know that should go without saying did I really have to say all that <laughs> um, yeah good people yeah you're happy for good people Sean duh. 
they have energy. Yeah. They connect very well yes. as a tag team. And I think that for them, I tweeted this out because I felt that for them, this was a star making match for them. Yeah. This was a moment for them yes. to be seen at a higher level than maybe we had been seeing them in the past. And what a cool uh, the the spot. You know, where he jumps from the ropes to the ladder and lands on the ladder. And, you know what I'm talking about? Dude, mm-hmm. there are so many spots. Yeah, the, like, this match was crazy. Right there, yeah, the finish. Yeah. Uh, NXT does a pretty good job with tag teams in general, but also tag teams that have what I would call <clears throat> a main roster gimmick, like like the Street Profits, where you'd be like, oh. And then the bell rings, and you're like, oh, no, they're really good. Enzo and Kaz is another good example of what would feel like a main roster gimmick. And then the bell rings, like, oh, they're, they're actually presenting them as legitimate competitors. Yeah. That they can yeah. ride that line real well, and this was kind of a coming out party in that way. The NXT the has, they have a few tag teams that are kind of the traditional, almost bookend tag team, as I like to put mm-hmm. it. You know, like Street Profits are kind of bookend tag team-ish, like, and they wear the same, the yeah. same you know, same tights and... Um, and all that, and kind of like the um, the Forgotten Sons are kind of, kind of have that little bit of a feel to it, where they're, you know, it's obvious they're a group or a team, right? When you look at them, right? Rematch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like I'll go back, you know, but revival what, or like those guys are kind of they're not bookendish, but they're still obviously obviously a team. team. Yeah, kind of aren't Antalyish, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, um, what the fuck was I saying? Tag teams in NXT. Yeah. Um, All right, but All this, right. Match, this match was great. Um, I was I had a point and then I lost it. And <laughs> some of you will make fun of me about that, and that's just fine. Well, I think the thing about this <laughs> when you've match been hit, when you've had like a hundred concussions, I get back to me and you can do a show this good. <laughs> I mean, yes, I. Um, I t- you know, like I was watching the show back last week, and I'm I'm talking about all my you knows and and uh, all those other things you say. Non-fluencies. Like, yeah, and I'm working on that, folks. Some people are like, "Oh, you shouldn't have pointed it out." Now I can't help but notice it. Well, that means I just got to stop fucking doing it all the time. That's all. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> oh, wait. Well, we're still with the tag team match. But yeah. one of the things that I liked about personally about this match that it was a ladder match. Yeah. You know, like this wasn't just you know just spots, right? They were spots, but they were also so many use so much so many creative uses of the ladder yes. that I think made it that much exciting. And I know this is nothing new, but I need to point this out because Morrow during his this match was absolutely incredible. And this is to say he's incredible with it, with everything he does, right? But this match, there was a point in this match where I was like, man. Morrow isn't even saying words anymore. He's just saying sounds. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, some way, I understand what these sounds mean and what he's trying to convey in this match. And for me, it took it like, it really made the excitement go up the extra notch. Yeah. Because you had the crowd, and I know you mentioned that you like the crowd yeah, for the show. Yeah, what a great crowd. Holy crap. They need a... Wish there was a way to reward them besides just, you know, the great wrestling. That's a good enough reward. That, never mind. Never yeah. mind. They were rewarded. <laughs> But yeah. a mixture of all of that, the mixture of what you're seeing in the ring, what you're hearing, yeah. and then plus the plus the the fan sound, yeah. all of that really added to this particular match, and then again with the main event. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but so and I I just want to talk about well, obviously congratulations to the Street Profits on being the new NXT Tag Team Champions, and. Uh, I also uh, I, I want to acknowledge the great job that everyone else did in that match, and, uh, and especially I'm a big fan of Oni Lorcans, so I always want to give him a you know like a, a thumbs up and uh, and Danny Burch and and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and who's Kyle's Bo- partner Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. <laughs> Holy fuck! Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Well, you, it's the concussions, I swear. <laughs> you said when we at when you were down at when you were down at NXT a few months yeah. ago, a few weeks ago, whatever. Um, you said that the one of the standouts for you was Oni Lorkin, and you said to keep an eye out on him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I mean, there's so many, there's so many, and so so many of them are just could be the like yeah could be the ones that break out. Um, 
to be know. to be a standout in NXT right now has to just be incredible. It's to me like here's like, what I t- here's what I tell people these days when it comes to standing out like doing the moves great and and having the amazing moves unless you're ricochet you need to have something more than the moves you need to have all the in between the move shit and you your your character your your you know your charisma just uh all of that all of those extra things are the things that are going to get you to stand out not your moves, unless you're, you know, like I said, unless you're Ricochet or, you know, Malachi one of those guys. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. What was I, where, where, where were we? Moving on to the next match, Velveteen Dream defeating Tyler Breeze. How long they? How long did they build this match up for? I'm not too sure on that one because not I know long, Tyler Breeze just essentially yeah. came back and all of that, and you're sort of seeing his new. Yeah. I guess you can see development. Did you guys see the Walmart tweet? Fucking Walmart tweeted about uh, about this match. They did. Yes. What did they say? Yeah, look it up. Yeah, oh, I can't I believe you guys didn't see it. Super random Walmart. Yes. yes. Wow. Okay. Well, Steve's looking for it. Um, but what did you think in general of this match? I thought it was. Especially, okay, uh, Tyler Breeze coming back to NXT. To me, like, however you want to look at that as a move-wise, whether it's a, you know... um, um, Whether it's lateral or down. Or whatever, yes. Uh, It's a... you. They work different down there, and I mean down there. They work different in NXT, and it's, it's you know, you got to bring it more, I think. You know, nothing against the, you know, I don't mean to. It's, it's Apple. No, oh, fuck. Sometimes no. the way when I say things, I'm like worried about, oh, I don't want to make, you know. No, the NXT. It's a different style and it's more like. It's apples and oranges. And and it's, it's more of that, you know, um, I don't want to say strong style or any of that, but, you know. That go out there and just balls to the wall style, you know all the innovative stuff and and all that. And um, for Tyler to come back down there, and I thought he for coming down, I thought he stepped up nicely. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's not a step down. Basically, what exactly. you're saying is going from the main roster to NXT. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that for some is- people, it's not a step down at all because they're doing fuck all with them on the main <laughs> roster. So, yeah. I thought it was a really good match. And and uh, so did anyone find that Walmart tweet? Or did it's we... still. Oh, oh, that's no. right. Never mind. <laughs> Just fucking fuck it. <laughs> well, one of the things that I personally liked about this match is that this was one of the matches where I felt we could really see what Tyler can do yeah. when you let him shine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And both Velveteen and Tyler are known for having these like characters that you just gravitate towards, you know? So that I was mean, what Walmart, that was what the Walmart tweet was, oh, really? was saying that, oh, uh, basically that Prince, Prince Pretty was doing, it was Velveteen Dream before Velveteen Dream. Something along those lines. That is a hot take from Walmart. Might, Fucking Walmart. I might have it, Sean. I've got Prince Pretty was Velveteen Dream back when Patrick Clark was sitting in hot tubs on Tough Enough. Yep. Yes. Is that the tweet? That's yeah. the one. Shady. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, you got it. Wow. From Walmart. <laughs> now I'm very curious who from Wal- who from Walmart wrote that, you know? I don't know. That's Corporate synergy, cool. y'all. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right, any more thoughts on this match or want to move on? No, let's move on. All right, so the next match after this was Shayna Baszler defeated Io Shirai in what was Whoa, a really what exciting a, match. What a great match. Wow. Yeah. Um, Just... God, I look at these matches and I'm like, I'm like, and and so I go down there, and, you know, to Florida, and and I'll be going back down there next week to teach them things, and and I look at that and I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, what am I supposed to teach them when that's the kind of shit they're coming up with on their own? But they're not, they're not coming up with that on their own. I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's. I'm just blown away by all of it. Uh, and 
um, I consider myself one of the people in my generation and in my time that was like that. That was innovating and, you know, coming up with new ways of doing things and new ways of going in and out of things. And, and I look at that and I'm like, wow, holy shit. Boy, they take it to the next level and then some. Um, and I'm not sure if EO and, uh, and Shane, I can hear Lou down there. Lou, let's snoring everyone. Uh, EO and, and Shane, I imagine they've had one or two matches before that. I don't know. I this this I think this is their first one on one ever. I'm probably probably house show loops or something. Or I'm sure in they've... Japan, they never worked in Japan. Um, Shane, okay. Why she she worked in Japan? Did she? I think. Then I'm I'll have sure. to. At least she fought over there. Um, um, but I think so. this is their first one on one encounter. Someone will tell me. It was me. just really brilliant. It was a, was, and and you know I could say the same thing about every match on the show. Like when it comes to just, uh, what did you think of all the, the new? I really liked match. it. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. At first, for the first the first time that I saw it, I was like, man, I wanted this match to keep going because I really wanted to see more of Io Shirai because I felt yeah. like she was on this row, and then all of a sudden it was cut down. But then when I watched the replay, I was kind of like, you know what? That kind of makes sense because you know she's you know she's she's got her groove going in this match and then all of a sudden it's taken down why because Shayna has that like secret weapon that she can pull out anytime she wants and therefore bam match over so like no matter what yeah. Io Shirai mm-hmm. did in this match Shayna had the one thing that was gonna like beat her down yeah. or are take you her talking down, about the cetera. aftermath or are you talking about the actual oh, no, finish I'm, I'm talking finish. about the actual finish and oh. then that, so then speaking of the post match that's why I also really enjoyed the post match because I didn't want as a person that I was rooting for Io Shirai I I didn't want to see Io Shirai's end just like that with the actual match finish. Wow. I wanted to see more of her. So then when Io Shirai did her post-match beatdown, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I like. Because for a second there, I thought that was going to be it. So with Io Shirai doing the post-match stuff, that made me more, uh, made me connect with her a little bit more as a as a performer and as a character and all of that stuff. Did you? Because I heard, I mean, I read some people commenting on it in this way, like, you know, like she's the villain because she did that. Like I just think she's human. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't know. Did you get that? That's how commentary played it off. Like she's human. Yeah. She's fed up. She's she's yeah. she, exhausted. She, whatever. She, cracked. she snapped. Yeah. You know, fuck shit happens. You know, good people do. You know, go over the edge sometimes. So. Well, and then like the three on one attacks and the bullying and like everything the villain put her through. Yeah. I don't think we're. Shayna's just so oh great. Shayna is just so great. I, I think we can officially say Shayna's the best NXT Women's Champion ever. ever had. Yeah, ever. Oh, yeah. Yes. And um, and my favorite, my favorite uh, of, of all the women that are currently wrestling right now. Period. I mean, Not she's... just WWE, NXT, but like everywhere. I'm not saying she's the the best technically. She's just she's my she's, favorite. She's one of the best acts in women's wrestling. Currently. Absolutely. Oh, just she makes yeah. as a character. She makes the absolute. She knows most what sense. she know. And 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 when she says something, I believe what she's saying because she believes it when she's saying it. And uh, she just knows her. She just knows her character. She knows. I mean, because it's her. Mm. Thing, you know. And uh, um, and I like the I like the. I like the ladies together. I like, um, you know, Marina and and Jessamine with and and mm-hmm. Shayna together. I wish they gave a bit more to Marina and Jessamine aside from just being with Shayna in the sense of a character that like they're newer. Yeah, they're they're much they're they're way newer. They're 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 not nearly as experienced as, as she is. So um, yeah, they're just baby steps. Fair. Yeah. All right. And then getting into it, which was the main event, Adam Cole defeated Johnny Gargano in what was a super crazy (laughs) match. I don't even know how to describe it. It was. Ooh, wee. I just. And I I shot Sean a text. I'm like, that main event has you written all over it, Sean. (laughs) Just, I mean. um, And he's so proud. You know, to be. to be done in the ring and not think you'll be able to feel that, you know, satisfaction and get your fix mm-hmm. like we got in the ring. And then, you know, and then Sean's 
told me. Like, and then he goes there to, you know, to the performance center and he's working with these guys and, and ladies. And, um, uh, he's, he gets to, he gets to feel that fix again, uh, vicariously through, you know, last night, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and whoever else's match he had something to do with, Mm -hmm. uh, which maybe had something to do with the ladder match for obvious reasons. I can see and that. that might be the reason why they put the ladder over so much in the match. And, you know what I mean? It's a ladder match, and the ladder is the gimmick. And so many ladder matches, uh, they just get around to the ladder when they have a spot to do with the ladder. You know what I mean? Right. And and so, yeah, so Sean might have had something to do with, you know, helping out with that, too. But, yeah, uh, not to take – I'm not trying to put all the credit on Sean <laughs> here. This is Adam Cole and uh, – and uh, Johnny Gargano's, you know. How did you uh, feel Vandy. about the title switch? I thought it was right. Yeah, I thought it was right. And some people were like, oh, they hate Johnny Gargano. No, they don't. They love him. They love him. <laughs> if they hated him, he wouldn't be in the main event. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's in the main event. Do you and think that this match to- topped the two out of three falls during WrestleMania weekend? Yes. I personally do. I I thought so too, just because I felt it more. It's different. It's weird because obviously I was there for the two out of three falls match, and this match I wasn't there. And for me to still feel like I felt this match was better is, I think that's just it made me more excited when I was watching this match than the last match, and that's and I was in different places at different times. Okay, and I read one particular criticism. Saying, oh, they no sold everything, no sold all this, and, and no sold all that. Okay, and it was coming from somebody, it wasn't coming from somebody in the industry. It mm-hmm. was coming from some, and not that, like, if you're not in the industry, your opinion doesn't matter because it does. Uh, but um, it's just some of the way, like, way people come off like they know fucking everything. Uh, oh, there's no selling just because. The selling isn't done how you think it should be done or how you're used to seeing it done does not mean there was no selling. If there was no selling, the people, okay, the reactions in the match let you know whether everything is uh, is is working properly. And and uh, there was a cre- the, the selling in this was incredible. It was it was fantastic. Okay, um, sometimes. Uh, we need to get up from something uh, to keep the crowd from from you know f- fizzling from, from, from yeah from dropping out uh, and to keep the momentum going and you can sell on the way up as you're getting up from something too not just like oh just lay there and on the ground and sell it like there's different ways of selling folks mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I'm just I'm going by the crowd reactions and how I felt watching it as a fan. And not only that, these two have worked together quite a few times now, so it's kind of like, oh, that took me down last time, but it's not going to happen this time because yes. this time I want it more because we already have this history, yeah. and I want to be the better man, and I want to beat you. So you know, you I thought that was a story that I told. So instead yeah. of seeing it as oh he no sold him, no, it was more of, selling, I wanted it more. The selling was. M- Masterfully done, like, like the knee, like oh, selling yeah. the knee, and like trying to get up and and even when he went through the road, and stumbling, says- yes, and stumbling just to give him enough time to. I mean, just some of the shit I noticed, just the detail stuff, and and the actual selling that some of you think wasn't occurring, it was a fucking, it was brilliant. This is a masterpiece of a match. That is a very um, that is a very layman's opinion to think. Oh well, they're they're kicking out at two on the finish. That must be a no sell. Was and then it- somebody was like, "Oh, uh, uh, with, with the submission, why didn't he just read back and poke him in the eyes?" I actually read that from somebody <laughs> that was complaining about the submission um, finish. He's like, first of all, unless you've actually been in, been put in that submission hold, like you can't tell me what the fuck you would do in it. You'd be screaming. <laughs> And, yeah. even, and even if you were like handed and handedly enough to not be screaming about, like your head's up here, how are you going I, to aim at someone's? Eye? Like, sorry, I get I'm getting worked up. No, on but this. that's you know, it's just like and it's just like come on, 
people will take something that, I mean, okay, there's flaws in everything. Even the most perfect diamond has a flaw in it, right? And uh, so instead of just, um, instead of just, you know, uh, just looking at that diamond and, and enjoying the beauty of it, uh, they want to go and fucking find that one little booger in it. <laughs> right? Enjoy the fucking beauty of the diamond, for fuck's sakes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, let your. There's a certain magic to wrestling where it's like sell, about selling that it's like let let them sell you. That if you're if you're walking into a match like this saying, oh, they're no selling everything. Like, no, you just don't want to buy in. That's yeah. <laughs> that's on you. That's not on mm-hmm. them. All right. All right. Well, overall, great show. Great show. Yeah. General yeah. consensus. Yeah. All I right. got a call. I, you know, I just so I texted. I texted Hunter. And I just got a. Oh, what was it? Where is it? A thumbs up. <laughs> was it a? I'm not. I'm not sharing like a, you know. Mm-hmm. Real secret. Like it's not like a really personal. Text. We're all excited. It's We're not, like it's eyeballs coming out. No, I'm just kidding. I actually. <laughs> The, that uh, Triple H documentary, I you were in it a bunch, and I took a bunch of screenshots. Meant, oh, to send, yeah. meant to send them to you. I have them on my phone. I will. So I just texted him, right, you know, after it was over. I said, "This one topped the last one. Unbelievable." He texted me back. Hashtag follow that. Ha. <laughs> 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 and I texted him back. Hashtag it's gonna be hard. So yeah. Uh, so follow I, that, Rob. I, so I. Also, I was asked, uh, so do you think that like everyone stepped it up more because of AEW? And I'm like, they do the same fucking thing every <laughs> NXT takeover. And this was no different. So whether or not like that played into it, like it still like this is just what they do is what they fucking do. Yeah, it's not like if all of a sudden takeover yeah, was good. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden, like okay, wow, all of a sudden now we have a, you know, a raw that was you know different than other raws recently. Did I say that? Like, anyways, yeah. I'm trying to be nice. But some people like <laughs> liked you know really liked raw this week. So yeah, I thought it was good. There was a lot of key moments. Yeah. Want to go into that? Yeah, and, but the, I guess my point was it was like. Some, you know, people obviously will say, you know, oh, this, you know, they had to step up raw because of, you know, AEW or this or that. And I just don't think it's as easily said about NXT because they always go out there and fucking kill it. That's all I meant by that. Like on an, kind of on an island, like NXT on an island as a brand is just like, no, we're going to do this because that's what we're known for. We're known for really going over the top every time. Yeah. The 25th show. All right. All right. Well, some of the raw moments. I know you want to talk about Reigns, Usos versus Drew and the, uh, Drew McIntyre and the revival. What did yeah, you think it was of that? good, right? It was good. Like to what I, I didn't see the whole. Like I mean, I wasn't following it like every second of the match, but like I, I liked, I liked the, um, you know, as far as in ring openings go, like and like all of that. But did they get in ring or did he just come on the stage? How did that whole thing go? Did Roman the opening get... of the show was Shane and I think Roman was in the ring and then Shane stayed yeah. on the stage. Yeah. So like as far as those things go and, and and you know that that whole like okay opening segment the way they do it can get you know tired out and that but I thought as far as those go it was, it was pretty good and it did a decent job of setting up that first match and um, and the people were into it and. I like Rome. I like Roman with the Usos. It's a good yeah. combination. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. They belong together. Um, yeah, it's because you know everyone needs allies. Um, but no, it's good. Like I thought. I don't know. I've been really enjoying the revival lately. You I mean, I don't. I don't like. I think regardless of what's going on with them and what the company's doing with them, I. They've been elevating their game. I like, yeah, I like it. I like what, and and I didn't look. It wasn't like the greatest segment or whatever ever shown on Raw, like the shower scene with the shaving the bat. I didn't think it was that big a deal, honestly. Like, yeah, you could, you know, people can go, oh, they're punishing them and they're trying to just, you know, make them look bad or whatever. Eh. Eh. 
if they were really punishing them, they wouldn't put them know. on TV because there's plenty of other people. I like, don't know. I don't know. I just all I'm saying is is I've been enjoying the revival lately. That's all. All right. And then one of the other moments that we had uh, was Ray relinquishing the U.S. title and then Samoa Joe sort of attacking him right after when he turns his back. It was fine. It was predictable, but it was fine. I kind of liked it, though. Yeah, it was I, fine. I, I don't yeah. know why. I just I felt that this was, pr- like, with their whole everything that they've been doing, this was probably the most interesting part of what I've seen yeah. happen with what's going on. I was like, okay. It, did, it was very simple, but it did the job. We need a little bit more simple, actually. <laughs> Like let's yeah like like if whenever we try to complicate things and you know all of that I, I just uh, Samoa Joe. I like my wrestling programming simple. Yep. Samoa Joe specifically is best very simple. It's already down to the name. He's he's a Samoan Joe. That's <laughs> we're there. <laughs> you take one look and you hear the name. You're like oh I, I'm in. Yeah. I know what I'm in for. Yeah, like it was just one of those things where it's very easy. You know who the good guy is. You know who the bad guy is. Bam, move on with that. All right, um, one of the other things that we want to talk about, oh, do you want to talk about also uh, Lacey Evans interrupting Becky Lynch and then their whole confrontation with Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch, Charlotte? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It moved things along. I think Lacey Evans has been, she's really been drawing in the heat for her yeah. I think and I think every week I've been noticing it a little bit more and more yeah. and um, I did like the part where Charlotte said that she's looking to beat her dad's record or, or she's, so I like she's, that. she's she mentioned that yes. and basically saying like oh Lacey like you just came here but I'm already at this level where I'm about to talk yeah. my own father etc. Yeah I like the um, I like the dialogue I like the things that people are saying on this raw like I like the back and forth you know Exchanges. They feel, I don't know. There's just more, more behind the, like the yeah. things that people are saying, you know. And, yeah. Because even Triple H, Randy Orton, they had a nice really face off together. Yeah. I liked the part where Randy told Triple H, "I go get get your balls out of Stephanie's purse." That was funny, and I liked the part where Triple H was, you know, at first, you know, he was putting over Randy, saying like, "You're one of the sure. best," etc. But then they took it back, and I thought it was a really nice like back and forth between them. It too. was. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think building up to this Friday show, they're doing they're doing a decent job of giving. Like that's probably the only segment we're going to get promoting a Triple H Randy Orton match because that's all we probably mm-hmm. need. Yeah. Triple H Randy Orton marquee. They had one segment. Well, so apparently, where they were in Austin, Texas. They were they were in Austin, Texas. Um, boy, they were big fans of NXT in that building. <laughs> last night because when, when Hunter came out and he had the mic and he was standing in the ring and like you know he's getting ready to say something and people are go, they broke out the NXT chant that's awesome and then yeah you know obviously for those that watch you know you heard what he said and I'm here to talk about Randy Orton and then they hit his music right away <laughs> so that people couldn't chant NXT anymore <laughs> which I'm sure inside of himself he was like yes yeah, you, <laughs> you know. know yeah maybe <laughs> I would be. I would be like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but so people, people are trying to like. I see people trying to stir shit, like you know, or maybe that's just you know fair speculation, you know, about because of the things that um, that Moxley said on on mm-hmm. this podcast, you With know, Chris Jericho. Yeah, concerning you know, Hunter would be better. At the, Hunter is look. And I talked to him about this, so it's. I mean, he's he is not like she like it's Vince's demand around there, and Hunter knows it. Everyone knows it, so it's not like there's any like any mistaking that. Yeah. People people like to think that it's a butting heads every week, whereas no, I'm, the, uh, well, I mean, there's disagreements. I'm sure, but, but like, well, actually, I know there is, but you but know, like that's a, just. just a jockeying for power or a power struggle? Like no, Vince. No. Vince is in charge. That's right. Yeah. Vince is in charge until he decides to leave. Yeah. If he decides to leave. So, all right. All right. Well, any other? Uh, maybe we should talk about the Undertaker cutting a promo on Goldberg, so, basically saying he's next and that he doesn't want the family version of Goldberg. So why? Um, why the? Why the? Why did it get cut off? The the segment. Yeah. Actually, apparently, like. The whole thing didn't air on TV and like the rest of it. Like he 
No. You guys no. Don't know that? Well, yeah. I, well, I watched it online, so I didn't have that issue. Yeah. Well, people watch, like apparently it didn't. The whole thing didn't show on Raw. Okay, that makes that's that's interesting. Maybe they ran over. That's yeah. That's. Come well, on, you guys. At the same <laughs> time now. So, all right. Well, anyway. So, but I'm. I'm. It's. It's. It was interesting, though, to say the least. I think. Uh, yeah. And I did like the whole fact about like, hey, you know, I don't want the Family Man version of Goldberg anymore. You know, like I, you know. What does that mean? Is there is there another version of Goldberg where we we <laughs> uh, the version we're of, longing for that we haven't seen in a while? The version of Goldberg that worked with uh, Brock Lesnar and Kevin Owens before him, who had his kids out, who had it, who had his son, and who had his son and his whole family in the ring, and like a very cheerful, oh, okay. happy, like he was. Undertaker's trying to say, like, I want that ruthless spits fire Goldberg. Yeah. Sorry about the phone, everyone. I, it's a new phone, and you know, little alerts going off in the background, and it's annoying the fuck out of me. But, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then other moments that happened. I don't know if you want to talk about the Bray Bray Wyatt's uh, Muscle Man dance. That was pretty funny. Yeah. During the. I don't know. I thought it was catchy. Yeah. Was there a new character, like a new puppet or something? Was a, I think there were two introduced. new puppets. They, what like, was that? One of them. Appeared to me to be a Vince McMahon head with horns, right? Oh. Am I making that up? I'm no. not making. That I don't up. think I paid that much closely attention. I'm pretty to the sure puppets. it was a Vince McMahon head with horns. I thought that was. I clearly heard a Vince McMahon voice in that puppet, but they did the Muscle Man dance. I, I like. There was clearly someone who worked at Adult Swim, probably on Tim and Eric, that now works on these promos. You that, think? Oh, absolutely. Or they or or they really Adult nailed Swim, that. Like the from like Robot Chicken or. Um, well, specifically, like, the Tim and Eric, like, almost surreal comedy that they do. Mm-hmm. I think either someone's nailing that tone or they straight up hired one of those people. Yeah, either either that's or. what they did. Didn't, isn't the guy that made those, isn't he making a movie that, oh, fuck, who's in it? Isn't David Arquette in I think in that, didn't they just announce that? Yeah. That David Arquette's in a movie? Yeah. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah. Huh. All right, and then uh, last but least, last but not least, you want to talk about Lesnar? To say, <laughs> Lesnar laying out Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, didn't they announce that he was going to cash in the they did. money in the bank? Paul Heyman on, on courthouse steps said that he. Well, the story they're trying to tell is that Paul Heyman keeps telling Brock Le- keeps announcing Brock Lesnar will do it here at this time, mm-hmm. and then Brock Lesnar turns up and does what he wants. So the story they're trying to tell is that Brock Lesnar, even at the behest of Paul Heyman, still does what Brock Lesnar wants. But at the end of the day, the the Chiron still says this is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. Okay. All right. They sent an email yeah, yesterday anyways. morning saying Alrighty it would happen. Then. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> See you right here next week. No, that's I was just fucking around, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jesus so was Christ. I. So was I, y'all. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> so one time, hey, I was one time I did that when Steve Austin was in, yeah, yeah, and I was just like fucking around, and Donica took the show home, and so no one got. And oh my god, that wasn't the only thing that got fucked up with that show. Whew, that show, yeah, the microphones <laughs> were out of place, and you could barely hear Steve in the studio. Anyways, <laughs> oh my god, that one, that didn't go too well after the fact. So, all right. Well, what else? Anything else? No, that's pretty much a wrap. Fuck, I just feel like I'm missing something here. Oh, I know I'm missing something. All right. Hey, anyways, um, uh, I'm going to be in Orlando next week at the Performance Center. And uh, so we'll be doing the show, but I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be calling it like, you know, Skyping in from another studio or something. Mm-hmm. And may or may not have a guest from down there that will come on with me and you guys will be here if, if you guys are here we'll be here <laughs> yeah so uh, anyways uh, appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, we'll see you hey, let's just yeah get, okay, do okay, the let's tell people where find the show alright so on Twitter you guys can check us out at xpoc12360show for clips exclusives etc on IG and Facebook xpoc12360 youtube.com slash xpoc plus we're also on Spotify Anchor Stitcher you name it like we're everybody everywhere just google xpoc12360 yeah. choose your favorite platform and you guys can tune in and watch us and also if you guys want to check me out on YouTube I'm youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo and I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. 
And I'm Steve Kaufman, and I'm on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I run five YouTube pages, including this one here, but also Ric Flair, Bruce Pritchard, Tony Schiavone, and Eric Bischoff, to name a few. So if I'm tweeting link, chances are I'm involved. All right. Can I say it now? All right, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in, as always. And we'll see you right here next week. Executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox and email us at Xbox12360Show at gmail.com.